welcome back to the Dadpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Oliveira. Are you struggling with parental controls or trying to keep your kids safe online? You don't know where to start, but you know that your kids need devices, whether it be their laptop, their smartphone, their smart watch, obviously there are wearables, there are gaming consoles. There's just so much room for your kids to be exposed to things that they don't need to expose themselves to. And I am sure, like me, I have four kids and it's a conversation I have with many friends and clients that uh, it's a struggle as a parent, right? Um, You're busy, you're trying to raise them, you are working, you're just taking care of your household and now you're having to spend all this time chasing your kids online, right? And sometimes the kids, especially teenagers, they can feel like you're spying on them. But the reality is you need to know what's going on online. And so we're starting a series that we're calling it How to Kid Keep Safe Online. So keeping them safe online, there's a there's just a number of things that we can do. We've consulted with lots of cybersecurity experts in the industry, nonprofits who are doing this kind of work. We've researched a lot of this information, not only on government webs- websites like the FBI website, but also working with different schools. And what we're going to do is create a whole series of podcasts that are geared towards you, the parent, and trying to give you different short, like small bites of information so that you can take take action on those. So a lot of what we do on the podcast here in this community, we've focused on the entrepreneurial side of my dadpreneur uh, world, right? But we're turning our focus a little bit more these days to the kids, the parents, right? Because as I said, even myself having, you know, IT support and experts in my company, I struggle with, with, with trying to make sure that every device that we allow our kids to have access to, that it has the right settings. And so there's just so much room for mistakes that can be made. And at the end of the day, it'll just come back to bite you and your kids. So we're going to do this course. Um, we're going to take time to explain the different threats, but then give you actionable steps for you to add these, these safety measures to make sure that your kids are safe online, okay? So the first one we really wanna start with is just a high level list list of things that threaten your kids on a daily basis, right? So let's just start with the smartphone because that's where it, it most kids are at the highest risk because of the device being so powerful and all the apps there. Now consider that both between Android and iOS, there are literally millions of apps, millions of apps that are developed by by IT people, web developers. But consider at the same time that not all of those apps are appropriate for kids or teens. Right now, Google, who owns Android and Apple, who runs iOS, right on their iPhones and iPads, their job is to make money, monetize that traffic. So without app developers, Apple and Android are nothing right? The smartphone isn't so smart with all of those apps. So if you try to have this conversation with your kids, you have to explain to them that 
the app store on either Android or iOS, the app store is like literally going into a mall. And when you go into a mall or a store, there may be stores that are only appropriate for adults and other stores that are catered towards women and other stores that are catered towards boys and so on and so forth. So the app developers, they're somewhere between you and the smart device company, right? And the smart device company, they want to say that everything is secure, like uh, Apple has really tried in the last couple of years to give you more privacy uh, control and settings. But that just has to do with the fact that Congress is going after Apple, going after Microsoft and Google and Facebook and all these tech companies. So Apple has you know, said, look, we're going to be proactive and we're going to give the users more control. And and this has a lot to do with advertising too. So for those of our, our listeners here who are business people, who are marketers, we know what that looks like in the last year and a half or so when Apple updated and, and removed the ability by default for advertisers and app developers to just simply track every move you make, right? from location to activity and behaviors and all that other stuff, right? So no longer are they doing that on on Apple. Google, on the other hand, same thing. Google owns the Chrome browsers. So you'll notice that if you have an Android device, most people are using Chrome. Chrome is not such a good uh, browser for you to surf the internet because it's the same company. So they're going to feed all that data back and forth between Google, Google ads, Google analytics, and all the other applications. So all of these companies, you know, on one hand, they have to make money for their shareholders. So they're going to do things that are not good for you or your kids. But on the other hand, they're also going to try to get out of Congress's way and make sure that they're not causing things to go too crazy or have such a big risk that the the publicity that they get from that is going to affect their profitability. So yes, they are doing certain things that are are better, but the responsibility is really on you, the parent. The schools, they can't really help you with this. The government, nonprofits, they're, they're doing their job, but they can't take care of the 50 million kids, school-age kids, K through 12, who are out there, and most of them are carrying a smart device, right? So again, if we start with the smartphone, this is where you need to have a conversation with your child and really take an inventory of what apps they're using and 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 how they're using it, who they're communicating with, who they're sending text messages to and, and, and photos, who are they having phone calls with on a weekly basis, what websites are they visiting, and then go really deep and start to learn about the settings. As a parent, I'm going to tell you it's a pain in the butt, but you got to do it. you got to learn the settings, whether it's iOS or Android, or even the desktop, if you're using Windows or Mac, you have to learn the the, the, the settings in, in, the, in all those devices. Because without understanding what the settings do, you're going to get lost and get frustrated. And you're just going to turn it over to your child and say, okay, here, you do it. But they don't really understand what's best for them. So for you, it's discussing the like what apps, what websites are reliable, where did they get their information. They can't just simply search online. We'll talk in this series about browsers, browsers that are safe like Brave and Firefox, not browsers like Chrome or Safari that 
really their only interest is to sell you more ads and capture more data. So we're going to talk about that. So the browsers, YouTube, obviously YouTube is one of the most dangerous places online. There, the, with YouTube, you get double the threat because when, you're, when your kids are downloading an app from the app store, and, and maybe it's a game, maybe it's a social network. Okay, the, there are some measures in place for iOS and Android to allow those app developers to come in there, right? But again, the goal of both the, the smartphone uh, operating system like iOS and Android, the goal there for them and for the app developer is to make money, monetize your activity. They want to keep you on there for as long as possible. And then on the other hand, the same goes with with YouTube, except with YouTube, they really allow just about anybody on earth to create a, a video, put it on YouTube, even if it's not reliable or factual information. And in many cases, even if it is um, not rated properly, because again, fa let's face it, with both social media networks, YouTube, and even these app developers, they are relying on AI on the algorithm to actually tell their system whether the content that they're serving is appropriate for your child. So you can't leave it to them, to the AI. It's up to you to really look, understand what the app does, understand what videos your kids are watching on YouTube. In this series, we're going to talk about the difference between YouTube and YouTube kids. Because listen, if you have kids under the age of 13, I may go even as far as 15, they have no business on YouTube. They should be just doing YouTube kids where there's a limited number of videos. And then in that case, YouTube, which is owned by Google, is going to really try to do a good job to make sure that the ratings, the different ratings for you know kids under 12 or 13, um, they're gonna make sure that most videos will pass that sort of uh, uh, a parameter, right? And, and if, if uh, a creator violates that, then they're gonna kick them off and shut down their account. Now, it's a little bit harder with social media. I don't like social media at all for kids, you know, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest, Facebook. Those are, in my opinion, you know, countries like the Philippines, they have it right, where for most of those apps, you have to be 18 years old to, to uh, even create an account, right? Some other countries are 15. I think 13 is reasonable, but it really depends on your kid. Um, because we know, we already know the information. We're going to share in this report many other reports that have been done about social media and how they try to do everything to to keep your kid basically hooked on there, right? I mean, the, the, these are people who are have psychologists and scientists on their side working uh, uh, next to the developers to make sure that your kids are hooked on this stuff, right? Because it, it's just going to give them a boost in their brain and they're going to feel good about, you know, staying with that content or playing that game on the gaming console but it's not really doing anything for them in the long term so the same goes for gaming right we know that a lot of kids are who game are spending immense amount of time on platforms like twitch twitch is owned by amazon another company who is committing just so many you know violations um when it comes to allowing sellers to come into their platform and sell things that are not really good for kids so again all the companies we're talking about here it's a handful five or six they just 
want to make a profit and grow and and serve their their shareholders and you as the parent you just want your kid to have a phone to communicate with you and you just want them to be safe online so for you as the parent it's so important that you take the time and this series that we're doing how to keep keep kids safe online is definitely going to give you guys the tools the articles all the right places that you can research and spend your time but you do have to spend your time and invest time in understanding that very super powerful computer with very high speeds of of internet that your kids can just grab content that they are not you know uh, supposed to be uh, watching you know I think back to the time when I was a kid um, probably 10 11 years old and used to go to the video stores with my parents and back there if you could remember those days in the 80s at the back of the video stores you had the pornography section right and it said must be 18 to enter and it was closed door sometimes it had a a curtain and of course us as kids you know we would be curious like what is happening there how come we can't go in there but that's the idea right like there was a gatekeeper that didn't allow you to go somewhere where you shouldn't go if you take the same example today the same example most kids that have a a computer a computer a laptop a, a, a tablet a smartphone they can go on any browser and get access immediately to any pornography site and they have access to all that content that only kids over the age of 18 and in some cases even 21 should have access to because it's so far beyond their comprehension right and so there there's issues there that that really messes with their brain and it's no wonder why we're seeing so much you know so the kids in in this generation suffer you know mental health um and 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 there's the other side of it right there's the cyber bullying there is sexual exploitation kidnapping there's a lot of things going on and again you as a parent you are just trying to do your best and you don't have all the time and resources in the world to go ahead and put these safe keeps in place but it's no different than putting a seatbelt, than putting a mask on while we had covid um and things like that you're doing it to stay safe to keep your kids safe and and unfortunately online on a smartphone it's not that simple right but here's a few other things that we're going to talk about right uh social messaging platforms like discord and whatsapp um and and just really encouraging you to stay 100 percent involved in your kid's digital life right and then understand that every age group right obviously no, nothing under five but um, from five to 12 13 is one strategy from 13 to 18 it's another strategy right so we can break them up into those two groups then we want to understand on the smartphones in this series what the impact is of who they communicate with who they communicate with via text who they communicate with on social media platforms on youtube how are they interacting are they are they commenting are they sending pictures are they having live conversation? So you need to understand that. We're also gonna talk about the differences between privacy and security. A lot of companies like Facebook and Google do a great job when it comes to security. They wanna make sure you're secure, that you don't get hacked, right? They're gonna uh, send you messages, lock your email, whatever it takes. Security is great. 
That's very different than privacy. When it comes to privacy, not so much, right? Because the way they make money is through advertising. And so their platforms are designed to capture as much data from you as possible. And whether that goes to a developer somewhere in, in, in the other side of the world who does not have good intentions or not, it doesn't matter, right? We're going to also talk about ways in which that you can block people. We're going to talk about the different states in the U.S. that offer offender lists like the search feature where you can get emailed the offenders that are moving in, sexual predators that are moving into your town, right? We're going to talk about location and the settings that you want to make sure your kids um, never turn on, never turn on location, never send photos to someone that you don't know, haven't met, right? You have to make sure it's so important. Uh, and there's differences between Android and iOS, but in both, both types of operating systems there, whether you have one phone or the other, there are plenty of features and apps in place today to help you get your kids the, the, the highest level of safety, right? And then we're going to talk about social media abuse, cyberbullying, phishing, you know, financial scams, a lot of other things that you need to not only educate your kids on, but really even consider it for yourself, right? And so when it comes to Android, they have the Android Digital Wellbeing, which then once you sign up, it takes you to Google Family Link. And then for Apple on their iOS, it's basically in the settings. We're going to show you step-by-step -step where you go into the screen, uh, screen time, and then you set a password, and then you take a hold of all the different settings that are really going to keep your kids safe. Like, for example, limiting them to certain apps, limiting them to certain websites, um, having downtime, uh, seeing who you're going to allow them to communicate with. You can put that in place. What movies they could watch, depending on the rating, you can put that on. You're going to go in there and you're going to turn off tracking, okay? You're, you can even detect sensitive words that they're using in their communication. And then there's other apps that we'll talk about like Bark, uh, Boomerang, Kaspersky, and there's others there that you pay a monthly fee. If you feel like you want some extra features, then those monitoring apps are also good. You know, it'll allow you to do some of the thing, same things like block sites, uh, look at their, their location, screen times, um, manage the app and uh, you can put in place a a parameter so that you you can show them what good content versus uh what what is not good content like for example a website that does not have an ssl certificate like uh, https your child should never visit a website like that right because that means the website itself is not safe that can actually make their computer crash, they can insert a virus, and, and so on and so forth. Now, it doesn't mean that just because you visit a website that has HTTPS in the domain, it doesn't mean that they can't take over as well. Of course they can, but these are just a, a series of things that you want to put in place. And then of course, if you're allowing your, your child to child or teenager to shop, shop on Amazon, there's a lot of things that you have to worry about with different digital wallets and, and, and how you log in with different passwords. I'm hoping that everyone today uh, listening at least has that, you know, a, a password um, 
uh, app or protection, and you could have different ones. I used uh, uh, one that is offered for free through uh, Firefox, but there's other ones like LastPass and and a bunch of others out there. But it basically, you know, every three months it generates a new password that is long and that it emails you to multiple emails, and you're always ahead of the curve when it comes to that right so but just understanding all of that like i mean do you know if your child has one email versus two on gmail versus yahoo or wherever else you have their emails so these are all things that you should have control of Uh, after all you are probably the one paying uh, that internet bill for for you know your the wi-fi and whatnot and if you were to cut that off and cut the phone service they wouldn't have access to the internet so i think it's a conversation that as a parent is not that hard to have with your kid you're the one paying for the phone you're the one paying for the the internet and 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 even if they are paying and working right there's a lot of teenagers that i know that come back to me and say well hey hey alex you know i'm the one that pays for my phone well, that may be true, but you're also not allowed to drive or allowed to, you know, go into the military or buy alcohol. There are things that are simply for adults. That is just a conversation that I believe every parent has to have with their kids. And I'm not saying that it's easy. I have friends, I have, you know, uh, people who struggle with that, right? Not every child is the same. You know, some kids will give you a harder time than others. I know I wasn't an easy kid growing up. So um, I understand that right? But ultimately, you're, you're not there to be their, their buddy. You're there to be their parent. And all these things in this series of how to keep your kids safe online is, is, is here in place to help you and to help them, right? So we hope you stay tuned. We're coming out with more episodes every week on this topic. And I could see us, you know, again, the goal built is building a body of work that is free accurate, reliable, and that you can share some of these podcasts as podcast episodes and the videos with your kids and just learn together and then just be safer online because even, even as an adult, it can help you. A lot of these things that we're going to discuss is not just for kids, it's for adults too. So stay tuned. Again, this is Alex with the Dadpreneur Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so, um, whether you're on Spotify or Apple. And then also you can visit the, our website, which is dadpreneur.co. We have a whole section there on parenting and different articles that we're, we're putting out every week. We're going to be putting out videos. Um, and let us know give us a rating and we look forward to having you back here on the podcast. And if you have any, any, any sorts of comments, you can always email us directly right from the platform there. Okay. Thank you.